0: Lo talk Radio uh well, hello, my gosh, it's been years since uh Winchester uh, radio has been on to talk about a an episode. We had a great podcast with Jerry Wanock a couple of weeks ago, Wanock and uh who was fantastic. And Thank you all for listening to that. But finally, Heli, is over and we've got a brand new episode to talk about tonight. But first, a little official business. Uh, I hope you found us. Um, we had to m- move a little bit. Uh, Winchester Radio is now part of Media Boulevard. So if you want to find us, it's blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Media Boulevard, M-E-D-I-A be like and boy L be like and virgin D as in Dean and, as in Dean <laughs> and B as in Bobby <laughs> and uh, so that's where we are uh and uh, of course you can always find our link our Winchester radio link at winchesterbros.com you can still download us through iTunes you can find us on Facebook and Twitter uh but so we just moved a little bit and we have a new call-in phone number for uh uh guests and that is area code three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. and we are on the air live for an hour for sure and it, we last uh, time uh we're always recorded for the second hour at uh and uh we're not exactly sure if that's going to be the same thing tonight. Blood Talk Radio has made some changes, so we're not quite sure. But uh, stick with us for the next hour. We are live. And um, I guess that's it, right? Official business. Um, uh, Becky's here, and uh, PQ is here, and I'm Clarity. And here we go, 12th episode of the sixth season of Supernatural, entitled Like a Virgin. Here we go. Episode.
1: Talk. <laughs> Got have to say
0: that I love
1: the beginning with The Road So Far <laughs> and Aerosmith back in the saddle again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Couldn't ask for yeah. a better song. Yeah. And ha- and they they fit the the music and the beats and everything perfectly to the scenes and one of my favorite ones was one was one when Steve was is belting out back in the saddle again and it shows Dean pulling the tarp off the impala and I mean mm. It was great.
0: Absolutely loved it. Yep. Just great. Just great. And uh um and and an all around uh great episode. Um it's uh it was it's the twelfth episode and we spent basically eleven episodes building up to last night. And I think they were important to 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 get through all that. Um it was, it was tough it was starting to get a little bit tough there and we talked about this before how uh uh it was we were hoping that Sam would not take all season to get his soul back and then and then he didn't it was great it came back in episode 11 but it took some build up and it was really hard to wait and i know uh i know it was just too tough for some some fans but uh i have a feeling they heard that Sam's soul back and Sam himself is very, very much the Sam that we knew and loved from way back when, and it was it was so brotherly last night that I think uh, I think uh, a lot of people came back or will be coming back uh, that uh, took a break, and um, I, I, you know it was uh, the bill. It was uh, worth it, and I. I enjoyed Jared's performance, as Soulless Sam. I thought he did a, a great job. And anybody who thought he didn't just had to see the difference between last mm-hmm. night's Sam and the Sam that we saw for the first time in Exile on Main Street and then for the next uh, ten episodes after that. And uh, he's uh, he's been really terrific this season. And I think uh, Dean Dean sort of represented everybody last night, and all the fans just just smiling at stuff, and Sam just didn't get it. you know,? Why, why is Dean smiling? You know, Or he didn't even see it actually. but uh, um, uh, you know, like when the, he uh, went to the door and was questioning um, the roommate. And he's the old Sam, you know, pu- puppy dog eyes and saying, you know, we're so sorry and we won't take much time and it's really important. And you see him step in and Dean's and got this huge grin on his face like, there, there's my boy, you know, there's the brother I know. And uh, he's probably thinking, you know, right about now the risk uh, and uh, dealing with death was worth it because uh, so far things are going Just fine. Like he says in the episode, uh, better than I could have hoped for. When Bobby says, how's Sam doing? And he says, he's doing good, real good. Better than I could have hoped for. And uh, us too. it's like, welcome back, Sammy. You know, it was great to see the performance and very interesting change to the character of Soul with Sam. And I guess Bobby's right that it's still a part of Sam. It's not like when Lucifer was in him, but... With his soul there, he, and, and it's a whole person, and he is very much the man that we're used to, and we miss felt so much.
1: It, was, it, felt guys- felt like, it felt like we were back to Supernatural again. I mean, not mm-hmm. to say that the other episodes haven't been good. I've, I've really enjoyed this season, but it's like last night just felt so like, I don't know, felt like home or something, you know, it just felt familiar mm-hmm. and comfortable and i really really enjoyed it it was like the, you know old sam and dean bantering back and forth and it it was re- i really really enjoyed it
0: mhm it it did feel just like them right you know right to the right to the uh banter like um dean was making jokes and they said, sam says you know well what uh, what collects gold and likes virgins and dean says he did he, <laughs> Which, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, 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 Sam with awesome. me, it's not funny. It's, well, it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit funny. And then Sam says, you know, it's kind of comforting. I was, you know, dead and gone a year, and I come back, and you're still not funny. And Bean says, shut up, I'm hilarious. You know, and that is just the brothers of old. It really is.
1: There's just so many little, good, good little moments, like you mentioned the one about, at the door, when Sam, you know, was talking their way into the door, into that house of the um, family of the victim of the plane crash, and and Dean's look about, you know, yep, that's my Sam. And when he stole the diary, and Sam jumped onto him for stealing the diary, and Dean was happy that Sam was mentioning that, and just so many little things that were just really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And how about that hug? oh that hug. <laughs> that was that was the best. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've already like worn out that part of my recording. <laughs> you know? It's uh, was, it's it was, was a it was a long,
2: time long coming. what?
0: That was a long time coming. It really it was, was a long long time coming, and I I love that they that it was that that sort of very just basic you know uh, uh, emotional hugged by Sam and Dean in Exile on Main Street. I mean, it wasn't unemotional from Dean. Here's, here's Sam back and alive. And Sam just kind of pats him like he'd pat a stranger, you know, and like, well, if he wants to hug me, okay. You know, I guess it's what I'm supposed to do. I'll let him do it. And and it, that was obviously a, a choice. It was a writing choice, probably, and it was an acting choice between uh, uh, Jared and Jensen. And contrast that with the hug we got last night. I mean, you were supposed to know in that first episode that there's something not right here, something definitely not right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Phil Segrisha, who directed the episode last night and did a great job, and Jared Jensen and Adam Glass uh, wrote a fantastic script and I bet you, like it just started there, and it went through all of them. You know, we've got to, we've got to make up for that crappy hug in the first episode. You know, this is the whole Sam. This is Sam of the soul. This is Sam who's overjoyed to wake up alive in a place he recognized. Panic room, but still a place that he recognized. But but he panic he's not his hand he's panic room with the door open. Panic room with the door open. open the door off. open and he wasn't handcuffed to the bed, so he knew that he was probably okay. And he and he gets up and goes upstairs and there's his brother alive and there's Bobby, who he thought Lucifer had had killed and had stayed dead, and and he's just thrilled. He just comes charging up and and like I said, I've 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 watched and listened to that hug so many times. And thank goodness, like Jensen is, you know six one and strong himself because when, you know, Jared and Sam goes up to him he he grabs hold of him and you can hear the sound. You know, it's like he just it's like this hood of of arms around him and, and, you know, clothes and muscle and that grip he's got around him. You know, it's like he just does it with everything. And it was like just like it should be to someone you know you, you thought was gone for good. And uh um and then, uh, and I notice you notice he hugs Bobby Jim Beaver differently. You know, it's just as warm, but he's not so all out like like all muscle and and everything. You know, it's like he's a little bit gentler with, with Bobby, and and um, you know, and he and they he rocks him back and forth, and and he's just. Almost panting, I guess, because he's—it's just he just can't believe it. He's just can so emotional. I just loved it. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it do. just great. Just great. We earned it. We yeah. deserved it.
1: <laughs> and I'm telling you, Jensen is so good with the comedy. Has the whole sword and mm-hmm. the stone mm-hmm. thing. Oh, my gosh, that was just too good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I laughed I, uh, and laughed and laughed. Right, mm-hmm. It's right up there with him fighting the fairies. It
0: was just <laughs> really good. <laughs> and, and don't we, I, I did a little bit of a backtrack, but didn't we find out that I think Jensen came up with you fight those fairies? I think that was yeah. It yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he <ain't> good. He said it. San Francisco convention, I believe that he came up. Oh. He ad libbed that line.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. He was uh, pretty funny, and I and I enjoyed him also talking to the professor, Dr. Vizia. Um, I, I, I liked her.
1: That um, Kim Johnston Ulrich, the name of that actress, I know her from Passions. <laughs> she used to on uh, the soap opera Passions. She was Ivy Crane on there. I was like, hey, it's Ivy. She was, is she? And apparently, she she and Bobby apparently had a past. Yeah. And um, Mm -hmm. if I'm not not mistaken, actually the actress and Jim Beaver are friends in real life. Really? Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm i believe i've heard i've um seen him mention her before on his Facebook and on his twitter um not maybe maybe not on his twitter
0: but on his facebook i believe mhm cool um it'll be interesting i I hope she comes back. I thought she was um really good and would be an interesting source another source for uh the guys and especially now with you know all the strange bizarre changes of monsters and it looks like there's there's at least one dragon still around and they would certainly need more information and need to talk to her, so she could be back. I, I was really,
1: you know, I was, you know, when I first heard that there were dragons in this episode, I'm like, okay, are they going to CGI up some dragons, you know, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really neat that they went with the you know like more human morphing dragon thing. You know, of course, Mm -hmm. you know it's way cheaper for the budget. And but (laughs) it it was just I really liked it, and especially like when Sam um, stabbed the one with the broken sword. Um, When he when he was dying, the one guy's eyes looked lizardy. You know, like a dragon's eyes would look, and so I thought Uh it was really
0: cool. Yeah, I thought they they solved that problem really, really well. When you don't have the budget to do it properly, and even sometimes when you do have the budget, it doesn't, you know, work out 100%. And it's it's, it's like the lesson of Jaws, you know, what you, you know, less is more. You know, you didn't, they didn't show the shark for almost half the movie, and it was even more frightening because you weren't exactly sure what was going on. And uh, I think it worked for this. I thought that, they showed it really well because they did those really high crane shots, like it was the dragon's point of view, and the wind, you know, for the beat of the wings and everything. I, I just I thought it was a, it was really really cool, and I liked that they had such control over the fire. Like all he had to do was like grip the metal gate, uh, you know, uh, grating, and mm-hmm. weld it shut, so so the prisoners couldn't get out. I said, boy, that's that's handy. So, I I I love I love Dean, but I, if I were Doctor Viziac, I would be so mad at him for breaking my very rare <laughs> dragon killing sword.
1: I can't like, believe Really angry. Really I can't believe
0: she let him block her off. I know. I was like, okay, and. And did she find it in this in the rock, or or did she get it that way? Because obviously she had two. Well,
2: she didn't say. But what I think thinking was, if he couldn't, if Dean couldn't pull it out, he was either going to use castillo to pull it out, yeah, or I... he was going to use somebody else to pull it out. I didn't even think about him blowing up the rock until I realized a couple of seconds before he was going to do it. He's going to blow it up, and he's going to probably break it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he didn't, well, it's it's typical of, you know, guys who like to blow shit up, as they say, but uh, he didn't he use more than he, he needed more, he used more C4 than he needed to, you know. It's like start start small, you know, and then if you have to, add more to it. So I'm not sure, I, well, it was forged that long ago. It didn't have C4 700 years ago, but uh, um, you, you'd think, you know, the magic binding in the rock would have protected the sword and upright but so that they might be fudging a little just to make it, it was, because it was funny, you know, Dean trying to take the sword out. I'm sure, I haven't read, but I'm sure there's a Dean contingent out there who's very annoyed that, uh, you know, Dean is special and worthy and all that, and he couldn't pull the sword out of the rock. Well, (laughs) you know, I I love Dean, but he's Dean. (laughs)
1: So it, I, the, I don't, I, the part where he said, Stop a bitch, the things in there good I it, it was just so, so was, funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was great. And I also I also like how he was very funny in that his usual self, but he was also very serious with Doctor Viziac. You know, she could tell he was very serious about the dragons and what was going on and what kind of things were happening. So it's still like when he needs to be He's he's on the job, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was great, and I like that. You know, Sam stayed behind doing his research thing, and I love how he tricked Cass into telling him what what's happened over the past year and a half.
1: <laughs> I I, have and, to say, um, I was I was still don't know why Sam didn't hug Cassiel because I'm like I. I I thought that part was, off, that you know, the fact that he didn't hu- hug him, I thought was more awkward than the actual hug would have been. But um, I think my whole, my entire favorite part of the whole entire episode was in that scene when Castiel mentions the part about him getting his soul back. And so I was like, you could just see when Sam realized, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been walking around without my soul mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And his
1: eyes teared up and everything, and mm-hmm. you could just all that emotion came onto his face in just a split second, and that was yeah. probably my favorite part of the whole episode. It was just,
0: ugh blew me away. That was wonderful. I, 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 I noticed that too. Is is that the moment? Is that the episode where Jared I think was talking at the San Francisco uh, convention, and he said there was a there's a there was a scene in an episode coming up where he it made him cry, and he was surprised. He wasn't expecting it. He wasn't planning well, on doing it. It might be it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, uh, imagine you know you you you're overwhelmed already. You know, realizing that you've you've lost a year and a half, and and he's already suspicious that there's there's stuff that people aren't telling him, which is why he called Cass in the first place, because he can tell Bobby's not acting exactly the same. And, you know, Dean's kind of interrupting Bobby and they're kind of exchanging looks, so he knows something's going on. So he called Cass, and what a difference in the way he called Cass this time and the way he called Cass, before uh-huh. when he tricked him with the Indiana Jones story And then he says, you know, he threatens him And he says, you know, I don't sleep And I'll I'll find a way to kill you And all that And then this was, you know Hey, Cass, I'm back You know <laughs> And it was just completely, completely opposite It was it was so nice And, and Cass was actually genuinely happy That he was alive and Yeah, he was that, right? <laughs> I, I, that was so cute And I yeah. felt so bad that Sam wouldn't wouldn't hug him, and I can understand him. they all felt kind of weird about it. But I was like, aw, poor Cass," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but nobody hugs Cass. Not even Dean has hugged Cass. Well, we can't count Meg. She was interested in a little more than hugging, I guess. <laughs> Quite Aww. the same thing. But uh, but poor Cass. No no hugs for the angel. I guess.
2: He
1: just oh. needs a hug. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Poor <laughs> Cass. Uh, but he gets burgers, apparently. You know.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> that? burgers
2: speaking
1: of burgers, did you see the name of the bag um that um Dean brought in I did um it said, big, big ass big, big a, z, big ass burgers
0: that <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny that was funny and uh uh, it wasn't, and that was that was another nice moment, you know, with after, after uh, you know, Sam has woken up, and, and how great was that consistency, because we talked about that, too. Remember, we said, you know what, Sam's going to sleep for a month when he gets his soul back, and he slept for a week and a half, you know, and some fifth of something, and he slept, which was amazing, and unfortunately, he slept the entire time in the same clothes, so I feel kind of bad for for Bobby and Dean. <laughs> Been in a week and a half with Sam in the same clothes, and I noticed he had an IV, and I don't even know. I'm not sure I want to think about the rest of the. Oh yeah, let's not go there. Processes had to deal with them, that that whole thing. But anyway, um, but uh, Dean says to him, are, "Are you okay, Sam?" And he says, "Yeah," and then he goes, "I'm starving," which is interesting because there's another you know fandom joke for years that sam doesn't eat or rarely eats and he really didn't eat when he didn't have a soul and uh and then he's like starving he's like making up for not eating for a year and a half which was it was kind of fun to see him eat like that he was chowing down on that sandwich and everything else and sam dean is just like grinning like a like a little kid he's so thrilled with having his brother back You know, and I think he's no dummy either. He knows there's problems and there could be problems. And you know Supernatural, you know that wall isn't going to hold completely for the rest of the season. You just know it. But for now, Dean is enjoying it.
1: And, you know, I'm glad, you know, Dean's getting a, a few moments of happiness because he sure doesn't get many of them.
0: Yeah. 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 It's true, and uh, you know I enjoyed um, Jim and Jim huh? Dean and Bobby talking and working out the case, and you can tell they're they're so comfortable. It's a really easy kind of relationship between the the two of them, and it's it's, uh, it's they play that really really well. And <laughs> and I, I had to laugh when you know Bobby asks about Sam, and and Dean says, "Oh, he's you know he's." Great, you know, better than I could have hoped for, and he Bobby just kind of goes, Uh-huh, and Dean says, You know, why the poop face, <laughs> which is <laughs> a lovely expression, <laughs> but, yeah and and Bobby feels stuck, you know he he he's right, Sam should know what went on, of course now he does, and he says, and we should be the ones who tell him, and I understand that he shouldn't hear it on the streets, you know he should Hear it from someone who knows him and someone who cares about him, and he did he actually ended up hearing it from Cass. But it wasn't it wasn't Dean and Bobby bringing it up to him, and so he was torn. And I like the expression he used too. He said that kid is they still call him the kid <laughs> too. Yeah, through all that, if you know the other kid, that kid went straight up um, Menendez on me, which. For anybody who's not familiar, the Menendez brothers, I think, were from Los Angeles, and they plotted to kill their parents. Yep,
1: they they did kill them.
0: And yep. they did kill them. And well, it was it wasn't you know a, a second degree you know or manslaughter. You know they they actually plotted, planned for quite a long time to to do a very cold, very evil. And that's the reference there for. Sam trying to kill Bobby and I understand Bobby feeling that way I, I do you know I understand that he can't just drop it that was a really scary moment for him and if Gay hadn't showed up when he did it would have been the end of Bobby and that was I, I understand that and I love it's it's the old Sam now who knows what went happen who knows what went on all year long uh Quite a bit of it, I don't know if he knows 100%, but now he feels like he's got to go make it right. Did it look to you at the end when he had, like, a bag over his shoulder, like he was about ready to hit the road on his own to go make up for this before Bobby came and said, you've got to come hear me talk about the big bad for the rest of the season?
1: It made me I, – I was just thinking Sam and Dean were, were both going somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering, you know, I was wondering how much Castiel actually told him, because it sounded like he knew all about him trying to kill Bobby, and it sounded mm-hmm. like he knew about letting um, Dean get turned into a vampire, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I really want, want to know, is is that the stuff he knows? Does he really know that much? Because,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it,
1: the stuff that he... You know, I, th- re- I don't see a problem with letting him know the stuff that he went on this past year, Why, you know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, he's he's going to have to find out sometime or another about Grandpa Campbell being around because you yeah. know they're going to see him again. Well, what's next mm-hmm. week, I think? Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, I was wondering what Dean and Bobby's plans were because, you know, some of that stuff's going to come up again. They had to tell him something.
0: Yeah, I think Dean just really wanted to just enjoy the moment you know yeah. I, and 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 he knew and 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 Bobby knew and I think Bobby didn't push it because he understood after everything he'd been through and what Dean had, it must have been an interesting week and a half you know just waiting for Sam to wake up and it's like okay you know we got to tell him but let's just you know enjoy enjoy this for the moment but you know they didn't plan on exactly on Sam okay, going around, okay, if Bobby won't talk to me and there's something weird and I can tell something's going on and Dean won't tell me, well, uh, Cass is alive, my next best source, here I go. And and uh, he gets him to tell him. And, and and you're right, it's it's worth mentioning again, Again, Becky, that's a awesome moment when Sam says, you know, I was walking around without my soul for a year. And you could just tell his imagination just went crazy, thinking the things he must have done or could have done. And then to find yeah. out, probably some of the truth is even worse than he could have imagined, like mm-hmm. trying to kill Bobby and then what he did to Dean, you know, letting him be turned to vampire. I wonder if, uh, Lisa and Ben will get to see this Sam and what he'll, what he'll think. That was a, another, uh, good moment when Sam says, you know, I guess you didn't even go try and live a normal oh, life like wow. you promised. And at first, Dean wasn't going to tell him, he said, oh, well, no, you know, and then he says, okay, you know, I lived for a year. And it, it, But he doesn't explain the whole way. He just says it didn't work out. And I'm sure Sam knows there's more to it than that. But. And
1: I loved how that scene was filmed in the car, you know, from the back seat. We don't mm-hmm. see it from that point of view very often. And and it's, the sound, And I mean, it's usually, you know, it's kind of, you know, the outside is CGI'd a lot, you know. But was mm-hmm. it from the back seat and the sounds and the wind um, blowing their hair and everything? It, it felt like they were actually, you know, I'm I wondering if they actually were, you know, like on the uh, back of a truck, you know, how they usually
2: film, mm-hmm. you know,
1: when people are driving. And because it just felt really real. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was a it was an interesting. There were a lot a of different um, different shots um
1: filmed differently than usual in this episode and I I I just I really enjoyed it everything.
2: Mm-hmm. I, we got yeah. to
1: see like, they showed um Bobby's um living room like from the point of view of the stairs and you know mm-hmm. you don't see that often and you know diff- they just, they just tried different angles and I really liked it. Mhm. Yeah, I did too.
0: Again that's Phil Grisha. And, you know, it's such a, most of it is such a dramatic episode and emotional, but, you know, he's the one that lets the camera run, right, Phil Sagresha, and most of the gag reel stuff comes from him. He does the gag gag reel. So that ought to be interesting, you know. Um, I I bet there will be a lot of good stuff with The Rock. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and, and you know when uh, Dean found the gold and then took the gold and he was kind of, you know, rummaging around and playing with it and looking at, at all the loot, and and of course, Sam comes to him and he says, you know, you should just get it over with a roll in it. And I, <laughs> Dean reminded me of Captain Jack Sparrow so much <laughs> with the gold and trying it all on and put in, you know, Jack put the crown on his head and all, and all that, but he reminded me so much of Jack Sparrow when he was doing that. And, okay, so we were introduced to what looks like the big bad for the rest of this season. And she's the mother, the mother of all monsters. And that book was so creepy. And it was made out of human skin. And did you notice that both Sam and Dean, like, pulled their hands away, like... Wiped their fingers on the shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. But... Um, we were doing a little bit of this on Twitter last night, a little bit, I was with Kay, and and then Bardic Voice mentioned the mother of all monsters, is it Echidna? And then Kay was talking about, well, is it something to do with Lilith, and Lilith just kind of relates to Echidna. But I thought Lilith was like the first demon, and a demon yeah, isn't a monster. Well, right.
1: yeah. when Ruby told the story of Lilith, uh, you know, if we could trust Ruby, you know. Yeah,
0: that's she,
1: true. He said yeah. that um Lilith was the first
0: demon that they that Lucifer forever made. Mm-hmm. So I, but you know, the demons are sort of monsters or a version of a monster, I guess, but but Echidna or a dragon or whatever, they're they're all just Straight up monsters, and I wonder if the mother will be played by the actress for the rest of the season,
2: you know, or will it be
0: like Lilith or Ruby, you know, those sort of generations? And I have, and I have that reminds me. I have another question: Why do the dragons, the servants, are they the ones? Are are they the ones behind this? Are they just minions? This, you know, this Bucky. This also reminds me of Glory and her weird monk minions that she
2: has. Well, it but. Didn't. I, it doesn't necessarily remind me of Glory, because for one thing, okay, if we're ta- if we're going into the Buffy sort of thing, and mm-hmm. I was talking to you about this before we came on here, I think mm-hmm. I think that this, and pardon the expression, because this might be kind of sacrilegious, I guess. I don't know who you're, but um, I think that this might be their version of the first evil, or the first, as it's known, on Buffy. So I think that mm-hmm. the action might continually change the same way it did with Lilith.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and so that would make the um, dragons more like the bringers?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's I good. mean, they're definitely servants, you know, they're minions. <laughs> um, my my question is, why why do they need so many... Or virgins? Did they were they were waiting for the right was, person to connect with uh, with yeah. with the mother?
1: But I she had to have the right
0: host, and if one didn't mean. work, they just ate her or whatever and moved on to the next one. It's like well, yeah, we, I, I want I don't I don't think we want to know what they were going to do with the rest of those virgins. <laughs> no,
2: we don't want to know. But like I said, she could change out of different forms at any given moment. You know. Mhm. So maybe not to do with the rest of them. Yeah.
0: Well, the rest you were...
2: Point. You had you had people that were dead. For Buffyverse, you had people that were dead. Or you had the first trying to inhabit people that were already alive. In the case, Buffy died twice, or, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be in the way of Lilith, where they're all changing people all the time. Inhabiting bodies like the demons did and stuff like that. hmm um but I
0: just wondered was was the mother looking for just the right host and if if, if one virgin didn't work, she just dump her in purgatory or, or burn her alive or whatever and then just move on to the next one? Or are they are they are they just gonna keep them and then when she gets tired of one hostess She'll just move on to the next one that they're keeping. And it looks like they were trying to gather more than they needed because the, mm-hmm. the minion that was keeping the others in the van when when the dragon, the Ilya, Elia Ilya, um, came with, came, he had to abandon all the others. He came and he says, well, you're just lucky we have enough already. So I wonder if they just were having extras. And then, of course, they killed one of the other dragons. That was a great fight, by the way, between with the sword and what was Mm -hmm. left of the sword and uh, Sam and Dean. And it was very obvious that Sam was helping Dean this time and not just sort of abandoning him to find out, you know, what the the dragon minion would do to him, anything
1: like that. It was neat how they could um, make things hot with their hands, how they, like... Well, there's the gate closed on the gate on the uh, virgin, uh-huh. and how they made the crowbar hot and Sam had to
0: draw uh-huh. them. Yeah, and they had claws, dragon claws instead of nails from their hands, which was like one remnant. You know, the rest of them looked human, but that was the one uh-huh. thing that still looked like a dragon. I also thought it was so cool that when the sword fell between the grating. Dean couldn't reach it, but Sam could because his arms were just that much longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fun. It's it's different, you know, and, and I couldn't have reached it at all, you <laughs> so, know, because, boy, it must have been pretty far down there because it looked like Sam had to kind of strain for it. So he could reach it.
2: Hmm.
1: I kept wondering, um, you know, Supernatural is known for their motel room dividers, decorations. Mm-hmm. They one mm-hmm. had a bunch of trees and a bunch of sixes. So it's like, yeah. you know, what's the name of this motel? Is it like Six
0: Trees Motel? You know, I was trying to figure out what, <laughs> what the deal was. <laughs> I I know. Those are, that was very unusual. What
2: kind of trees where was it? What kind of trees was it? They look like, like pine trees. Pine
0: tree, Christmas trees, Christmas trees, they look tree like tree Christmas tree trees. Tree. What?
2: Maybe it was pine tree motel, I don't know. But there's <laughs> all those
1: sixes, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> was the number six.
2: Six, pine um, motel, I don't
0: Well, it doesn't have anything to do with the prisoner, because he was number six. You know, Uh, I I don't know. I'm really reaching there, I think, but that's all I can come up with. And I'm not sure if trees had anything to do with the prisoners, so help. Anybody out there have a clue? Yeah, with all that happened in the episode, we're really puzzled over the motel uh, room divider. Yeah, with the sixes. <laughs> yes, but what it does it mean? <laughs> and they weren't Maybe. like three sixes in a row, right? It wasn't six, 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 because they would have like, understood that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like they'd have a six in a tree, then a six in a tree, then a six in a tree. Maybe it's the, the room number. Maybe each room has their own number on the room dividers or something.
2: Maybe yeah, it's the exactly. number tree. Maybe it's the what? number tree. Like you
0: have Dollar Tree. <laughs> 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 oh, and another scene that amused me and also showed off, like the, the, the that the old Sam is back, is when um, the the one schoolgirl who got grabbed by the dragon, but then he realized that she wasn't a virgin after all, so he left her behind, and they go see her in the hospital, and they're questioning her, and Dean figures out that, you know, she may have had a promise ring, but, you know, he says, uh, you know, it's not really accurate, is it? And I thought he handled the questioning really well. You know, and then mm-hmm. he just got this look on his face and she couldn't really not answer him. But I loved how Sam was so uncomfortable in that scene. And, yeah. and if it'd been so with Sam, he probably couldn't have cared less and would have been mean and and blunt and asked her right out, you know, about it. Yeah. And yeah. and and but he yeah. was all flustered and kinda of couldn't really look at her and I thought it was really cute. <laughs> Like so awesome to have Sam back. <laughs> I, it is, it is. Like I said, I I thought Jared did a great job as solo Sam, and and I I really enjoyed the whole season so much, and enjoyed the journey. But I'm glad there was an answer and a payoff in basically the middle of the season, you know. And I mean, you know, we if, if we didn't have all these episodes of solo Sam, we
1: would. I don't think we would be so grateful to have regular Sam back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right? That's right. hmm For you don't sure. You know what you got until it's gone, you know, so
0: it makes you, yeah, you
1: know, even hear even more when you get it back.
0: I know. And I wonder if soulless Sam will have any purpose in the rest of the season, like anything he did or learned or said or whatever will come back. It's going to come back to haunt him. We know that. But will it come back and help him, too, you know, somehow? Yeah. It's like in everything you go through in your life is for a reason, you know, some kind of answer, journey, or help somebody else or or whatever. So I I, I wonder if uh, anything that he that he did or said or went through will make a difference in in dealing with mo- a mother. I, I hope we get a better name than mother soon. <laughs> and I wonder if all mothers will have something to do with the main mother because I know we've talked about you know the alphas, know all the original monsters and mothers but are we going to you know there's there's uh there's uh, some other mothers that are coming back on the show and yeah. I wonder if they have something to do
2: with the big bad mother Well I remember in the one I think it was the one episode guy B directed uh family matters the one uh alpha vampire said that everybody has their mother so that was being <laughs> going mm-hmm.
0: on yeah and you know that was another great moment when Dean brought up Crowley he didn't say Crowley but he just said like when when uh, Bobby explains that one of the words he recognized was purgatory of course we you know uh, Crowley was looking for pur- purgatory and it was real estate that he wanted to acquire I'm not sure he could have handled purgatory now that we know a little more about it even Crowley and uh um I, re- I really wonder if Crowley was
1: trying, you know, to get to Mother
0: and mm, help, he know help,
1: help, up, up, help raise her, or maybe he right. was trying to make sure she stayed down, I wonder. Yeah. You know, cause he, that's... he wanted to be, He wanted to, you know, he was king of hell, and you know he didn't right. want to lose that spot. And so maybe right. he was trying to find purgatory to make sure that she didn't rise and take over.
0: Does mother want to acquire hell? Does she want to become the queen of hell along with purgatory?
1: I wonder. Yeah. You
0: know? You know, now, that Lucifer,
1: now that Lucifer's in the, you know, back in the cage, you know, they can.
2: hmm Well, I think yeah. that this is just this is just a guess, but I think that every level. I mean, you got you got heaven, you got purgatory, you got hell. I think that every level has some sort of a ruler system. And so this might be Purgatory's ruler system. I don't know, but it seems like there's a ladder, and you have all these off-branches.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, um, when Dean calls Bobby to look up about dragons, and I like that Sam just, you know, had no idea what they've been dealing with, with this year and he said Okay you'll think I'm crazy as dragons and, and Dean doesn't dismiss it at all He's like well it could be And then he, he called Bobby And it brought me back to weekend At Bobby's a little bit because they're You know they expect Bobby to drop everything And go research what they need and poor Bobby's Dinner ended up like Like glue <laughs> With the yeah, spoon sitting little, up in the middle
1: that, of it. There that they kept in there of Bobby like
0: playing with the spoon And his food I like that <laughs> Mhm. Yeah, it was, it was a great scene, and also interesting film from above when he's cooking and all that, mm-hmm. kind of like the dragon point of view. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely some interesting moments. And I have to say, my dear Dean, if I never hear a word with "hymenated" in it ever again. That would be okay. <laughs> it's just one of those ugly words. Rehymenated. Dehydrated. <laughs> oh, he's
1: <laughs> I I like that he said it. That he said dehymenated You know, with the whole callback uh-huh. to you know the black and white
0: the episode was rehymenated Yeah, monster movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, eighteen. <laughs> but that but that's Dean. Not a surprise. Um, just you know, there's about. 14, 15 15 minutes left of our live portion of the show. And again, I'd just like to say we're just not sure how things are going to go tonight, so um, we might be done in an hour. And, of course, if you came in the middle, you can catch up and find a link at winchesterbros.com or on Facebook or on Twitter. You can download the whole thing at iTunes. You can go to blogtalkradio.com our slash media boulevard and find our show that way um i just wanted to mention again in case we are abruptly ended <laughs> in about 13 minutes um but hopefully it'll be like usual and it'll just uh the live portion will be over but will continue to be recorded uh after that so you can hear the whole show when you go to one of those sources um and back to the episode Um folks you
1: want to talk about. Uh, I I'm looking at that scene at the end there. Um Sam does have a bag around his shoulder like he was leaving, but mm-hmm. Dean has a bag of gold with him too. So maybe, you know, they the bag of gold jewelry and stuff so maybe they were, you know, packing to get ready to leave. Mhm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I would have been surprised after after everything that's happened that Sam would want to leave so soon. It would have shocked me, yeah. you know. I think he he was telling you know Dean, I need to make up, I need to find out, but I I I hope he was thinking, come with me, you know, help me figure yeah, this I out. Let's not. do this together. I I would hope because he's. I I think after just getting Dean back, I don't think he'd be that willing to leave him again so soon. Yeah, you know? I, he's.
1: He's wanting to make up to Dean for what he did to him. So, I don't, you know, leaving would not be making
0: anything up. So, yeah, I don't
1: think he would be leaving him.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing, the location for the professor's house, Dr. Bisniak. Um, uh, Bisniak, thank you. Out of my head. Doesn't it look like a castle? It does, like a yeah.
1: A really
0: castle? It does. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping with the dragon theme.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> kind of castle-like.
1: <laughs> I just watched the scene where they um killed the drag the one dragon, and as he was dying, his skin flashed to scales.
0: So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I did his eyes too. That funky sort of bright um, laser blue kind of. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: I hadn't noticed that his skin flashed to scales for a second before, so no. very cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I like that mother's eyes have these sort of pinpoints of fire in them.
1: That's yeah. That's what
0: her yeah. eyes did. I thought and that her was
1: cool. And her arms and her, the bottoms of her legs seemed burned.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she did go into the fire. She went into the fire, the blood, yeah. Into purgatory, into the fire, so, yeah. And I thought, um, I think they've made a pretty good choice with the actress, as mother, I mean, we'll find out more. But they like that mix of sort of normal and sweet combined with evil. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like the child who played Lilith, Catherine Rocher. Rocher, yeah. Um, also was the same thing, you know, so pretty and so sweet. And then she was Lilith. who <laughs> was so nasty. So they, they tend to do that. And I also noticed all, I think, every single one of the the choices of the dragons, the girls, they all look the same, long, dark hair.
1: They did. They, they're they all brunettes. And when I was trying to pull up who they were, although I'm looking in the van right now, and I do see a blonde in the van. Oh, um,
0: do you? Well, she's an but, exception because most of the all of the others had yeah. dark hair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was hard you know, looking up on on IMDb trying to figure out who each actress
0: was. It's like they all look so similar, it's hard to figure out which is which. Yeah. And and that's a that's kind of a trend in the rest of the series too. There's like uh Carmen and Lisa, as long dark straight hair and um well, even and Tessa, uh, I Even the, the prostitute. What?
1: Carmen and Tessa, I always thought Carmen and Tessa looked a lot alike yeah
0: and uh even the prostitute that Sam hired in the beginning mm-hmm. of the season uh had long dark hair it's it's uh Katie Cassidy was an exception being with her blonde yeah. hair yeah yes. um, and I also thought briefly of Bella in this episode when they were talking about they needed a sword you know forged the oh, dragon yeah. blood that'd be just mm-hmm. the sort of thing that she'd be dealing in. Yeah. Mhm. So, and you know, as you know, she was not my favorite character, so it was interesting that I actually thought of her in this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, you know, Dean and Sam both now have been to hell, and we know that's where Bella went. And I know hell, you know, would be a huge place, of course. But it's like I wish, <laughs> you know, what you know, it'd be neat if they would just put in, you know. You know, something about seeing Bella while they were down there or something.
0: hmm I, I figured yeah.
1: Sam probably couldn't since Sam was kept in a cage, but. hmm Oh, yeah. But Bella worked with Lilith, and, you know, so, you know, there was a chance that she might have been able to see him.
0: For sure. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess, I'm sure sometimes they just don't bring that stuff up because they can't the actress is just unavailable to be on the show or follow through, so they don't think. But I I, I don't think it would hurt to talk about it sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, Sam didn't, you know, Sam asked about, you know, Cass being alive, but he didn't ask if Adam had come back.
0: Yeah, poor Adam. He got one mention all season long, and that is kind of a, a, that's not good. And I don't even think they're saving that for anything. I think they just keep forgetting about the poor guy. <laughs> um, but I guess he's I, mean, I guess I mean, he's stuck in he's stuck in work. the hole, stuck in the
2: cage. What was that? I know he's got other work, so they probably can't get a hold of him. Same, they can't get mm-hmm. a hold of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um something
1: and actress at the end playing mother. she's really pretty. mhm,
0: mm-hmm. yes, she is uh, What do you think Mother wants?
1: Yeah, I really want to know. Yeah, because we've been kind of wondering. You see, usually with supernatural, they tell you what they're going to do at the beginning of the year,
2: and then mm-hmm. you work
1: all year until it happens. And this year, they haven't really told us, you know, what the pl- what they're doing. So mm-hmm. we're kind of we're kind of you know at a loss at what the plan
0: is. Mhm. I mean. And and at the very end, Mother says, you know, let's get started. Okay, started on what? (laughs) And, you know, and and obviously, well, the apocalypse must have kick-started something in purgatory. That would be my guess. Something's going on, stirring them up there. And, of course, the whole, everything going on
2: in hell... Hell, Unless since,
0: you know, he Lucifer in and out of the cage and
2: Crowley taking a... over. What? Unless they're doing a mass soul collection on Earth or something. I don't know.
0: hmm I we
2: still I
1: have, have one... what's going on in heaven with, you know, Castiel's outside of his own civil war
0: going on up there. hmm So... And we've got all these alphas, all the fathers... Would be considered fathers, and then, and then, um, is was it? Is she does she want something to do with them? Is she sort of gathering her own army? You know, real estate, as Crowley said. You know, does she want to like rid the earth of pesky humans and turn everybody in purgatory loose to make a big purgatory on earth?
1: <laughs> I have I have a question. I was I when I was watching it the second time today. When they showed the scene where the vampire alpha says, uh, or maybe it was Crowley, I don't know. They say something about when demons die, when monsters die, they go to purgatory. Well, we know, you know, exercising just sends them to hell. So we know that with the cult and with Ruby's knife, that kills them. So Mm -hmm. I thought that obliterated them from existence using the Colt and Ruby's knife. Right. Because does this mean they actually went to purgatory, that they're not actually completely gone? Does this mean that we could see Yellow-Eyed Demon again, you know, all those things that they killed with Colt and the knife? I
2: think that's that's that's, possible because if if you're playing by their rules, I actually do think that's possible because if you start out in hell and you all of a sudden... Get sent up to Earth and then they kill you or stab you or whatever, and you end up in purgatory because we're assuming that's where they go. I actually do think it's possible for you to escape purgatory, get back down to hell, and somehow, even through whatever, you could still end up back on Earth. It might take you a couple hundred years or probably even less because Earth time is relevant, but you still probably uh-huh.
1: But what I'm saying, that that's not real. What I'm saying, though, is I assumed that if you were shot with the colt or stabbed with Ruby's knife, you're mm-hmm. completely obliterated and gone forever, no mm-hmm. coming back. But by what they said, it sounded like when monsters
0: die, they go to purgatory. I know, but wouldn't... To me, it sounds like demon, demons go to hell, but monsters go to purgatory, and they aren't necessarily the same thing. Well, I... I don't know that we know the
1: demons were people.
2: Uh, I mean, like I said right. so they just, go to hell anyway. For me anyway there's like a chain there's like a chain reaction. I guess you could start out as a monster but natural evolution I guess over time could turn you into something that would possibly end up in hell.
1: So we know people go to hell and become demons and when demons are exercised they are sent back to hell.
0: Right, but I think so, if you're a vampire yeah. or a werewolf, you end up in purgatory because you were never human. well right, Werewolf right. wasn't human in the first place, but vampires, vampires are, right? Yeah, because cause we turned Gordon into a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it did. So, but but if Gordon had gone to hell and become a a demon. He 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 um, he's demon. He would go to hell, stay in hell. If he escaped back to earth, he be exercised and and every demon Sam sent back to hell. That's that's where they are. So if they open up purgatory, I guess the monsters could come back. But but um, But hell is locked down. Hell is at the moment. Hell is locked down. Well,
2: I think. Do you
0: think um, that?
2: Ahead, but do you sorry. think that?
1: Okay. But do you think so? You don't think that things killed with the Colt and the knife that they're in purgatory. You don't think that? Well,
0: it's just that it sounds. It's just from from what the show has has said. If, if demons demons are in hell, monsters are in purgatory. If it's that absolute.
2: I don't, don't think
0: so, but I I, who knows? <laughs> I
2: don't think it's that cut and dry, really. It might yeah, it sounds too like, too black
0: and white, frankly, and nothing about the show is ever black and white.
2: and white. The show has always been—it's the show's always sort of been kind of gray area. But mm-hmm. my thing is, if you remember in Monster Movie, um, the the uh, shapeshifter was like, "Well, I last one of these movies because I identify." With them. My thing is, you could still have things that get sent to Purgatory relatively. Still kind of have a soul, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. still going kind to of have humanity. But like I said, natural evolution over time, they could possibly turn into, stop being a monster, not necessarily become a demon, but beca- could mm-hmm. turn into something way worse and end up mm-hmm. in hell. Do you see mm-hmm. where I'm going
0: I think so. so. Are you saying that say well, um, a skinwalker could could become a demon? Oh, and by the way, uh this, we are being recorded. We were not shut down completely after an hour. We're still still going.
2: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> just not live. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, just,
2: it's just I think not na- not natural evolution. I mean, you don't you could sort of start out you know, you could start out having good intentions, but like Ruby said in season 3, you could start out having a soul, but your soul gets, you know, your soul gets turned a bit down there and you could end up as something entirely different. Mhm. Yeah. Now, I it mean, like out. It, to Me, it's kind of like it's kind of like a chain, but it's a loose chain. Mhm because you could start out you could start out at the top and you could say mother's at the top and then in all these different things you could have these off branches like for hell you could if you start out and if you start out with mother you're assuming mother's at the top then in the middle you have in the one side you have hell middle you have purgatory and on the other side you have heaven and then what goes into those different categories Mm-hmm. But it just depends on the moralistic choices and what whatever evolution happens. Like, I I don't know. My brain. I'm getting a headache. Yeah. Well, I'm going to
0: have to
2: break those diagrams during the week.
0: You know, I was, that, that's, I know, all that's really heavy stuff, and I'm sure we'll start getting more hints. Maybe we'll get some more. Next week, I I hope I hope they don't just sort of drop mother off this episode and then not say a word next week. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get some more clues next week. But just for a lighter moment, how much fun were all the sort of geeky references in this episode? I mean, to say Bobby, have Bobby say, "Do I out about dragons? What am I going to do? Call Hogwarts?" <laughs> you know, which of course is the school of witchcraft and wizardry in Harry Potter. And uh, um, uh, World of Warcraft, being, I guess, online game, which I'm not a gamer. And I'm sorry. Is it online role-playing? Well, I, oh, jeez, I've forgotten the whole thing. What is it?
1: Yeah, it's um, like a medieval dragon-killing game. Yeah,
0: and multiplayer. That's what I'm trying to come up with, like online multiplayer. Role-playing robot. game, yeah role-playing game, whatever. MMORPG, I don't know. What? I
2: think they call it MMORPG or something like that. I don't yeah, know what
0: it is. So, so something like that. Um, also, and I, I, just, I just love when the dragon asks Dean, where did he get the sword? And Dean says, Comic Con. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is great because that works on so many levels because uh, you know, in the show, of course, well, it's where all the it's a science fiction convention, anime, comic books, and it's become much, much bigger than that, of course. But it's also a shout-out to the fact that Supernatural always goes to Comic-Con, you know, and I, the actors, I, the I writers, my, everybody.
1: My favorite uh, reference was when Bobby referred to Sam as Memento.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was
0: great. That's a great movie, too, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie which I highly recommend as a movie on its own. Um, if you liked Inception, you'll like Memento. <laughs> Say man. I've, and, never uh,
2: finished it. I've never finished Memento, by the way, but good, good from what I've seen.
0: <laughs> it is. It's, it's very good. But, um, yeah, it's like a, he doesn't, um, yeah, he has a kind of amnesia. It slightly relates to Sam, not entirely, but it's a... It's enough for Bobby, I guess, in this episode. And then uh, Dean says, "You know what? No twelve-sided dice joke." Well, those are the kinds of dice that you roll in games, gaming, especially Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, the only one I—it's I, like I recognize the name, but I never saw the movie, so I don't know how well they did. Well, Bobby says F Cloverfield, mm-hmm. So okay, have um, you guys seen it?
1: It's a sci fi disaster movie about a dragon like alien that attacks New York City. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's yeah, about all I know about it, too. <laughs> <And> I <it laughs> you not know. you know.
1: what I'm you know. <laughs> here. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> Say cookie dokey. Could be fun. Oh, and then uh, Audine also um, mentions where the dragons live? Middle Earth, <laughs> which is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But I have no idea if dragons were there in Lord of the Rings because I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. Sorry. Um.
2: <laughs> I'd make a joke right now, but I don't think I would go over well because y'all wouldn't get it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. hmm hmm <laughs> What Oh, that's what you know, I couldn't understand what he said. Uh, Dean and Sam, and the, uh, Sam's looking through Dad's journal. And Dean says, you know, Dad never wrote anything about dragons. I promise I'd remember if I'd read the never ending story in there. And the only thing I got out of that, I just couldn't hear, was the never ending story, which
2: is a boring they had- movie. Yeah, they had the flying dragon log thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: It too had a dragon. But it was a boring movie, so <laughs> uh, I when they mentioned the Da Vinci Code. Also a boring book. Um Oh that was funny Bobby when uh, he's trying to translate the book that they took from the dragon's lair. They didn't know too much about it at first. And he said it was going to take him his golden years <laughs> to be able to translate it all, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And, he, and, he, and Sam says, what language is it? And Bobby says, Da Vinci Code, which, of course, is the famous book by Dan Brown. Um, and they're talking about Leonardo Da Vinci, a series of codes, and talking about Mary Magdalene, which I, all this stuff has been around a long time. Dan Brown just sort of cobbled it together in one place and wrote a book. You tell I'm not very fond of that book. Um he so mentions Batman.
2: Okay. Um, y'all have fun for the rest of it and thank y'all for listening. And I'm about to go watch Barry. <laughs> Bye PQ.
0: Bye PQ. <BQ>. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> nice. But don't go. Becky and I are still here. (laughs) So don't don't run away yet. We're here. We're here. Don't leave. Yeah. Um, What were we talking about? Oh, we were just sort of playing around with the pop culture stuff. There was a lot.
1: There was way more than usual. Yeah, tons. And I thought it was
0: integrated really well. Like it wasn't obviously we're going to stop and do a pop culture reference here. You know, I thought everybody right. that used it sounded very like they usually do, very uh, character consistent. Um,
1: I I loved the um, when Sam said, "Do you think Batman tried to rape her?" and Dean said, "Well, he does carry a lot of rage." <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah the definitely the the Dark Knight sort of Batman, and not the Adam West Batman. Um, well, I, we didn't even talk about the title uh, the title is the Madonna song like a version and apparently it was also some famous dialogue in Reservoir Dogs which I saw that movie and I don't remember them using that but I believe it um, oh and I guess the original title is. How to Train Your Dragon, which was a kid's movie. Actually, both titles work, I think, just fine. (laughs) And this Sam, even though we've been talking about him being the old Sam, like first season, second season Sam, with the brotherly togetherness and banter and all that, he's actually also still very much the the mature Sam that was right around the time of Swan Song, you know, mm-hmm. right it, where he's where he's acknowledging what he's done, what he's been through. He wants to make it right the way he was handling game, you know. I, and I was it's also very much that Sam. He hasn't forgotten that, which I think is really cool. It was a really nice mix of very old Sam and then mature Sam. That. Didn't forget everything that he'd been through and had learned right before Swan Song, Demon Blood, and Ruby, and everything like that. So uh, that's a (laughs) excuse me. That was really great characterization. And um, oh, (laughs) and and uh, a shout out to Jensen for the scene where Sam's telling him he knows what uh, what he's. uh, done what he had done to dean and what he tried to do to bobby and dean starts to get upset and he's saying you know sam death didn't just shove your soul back in he put up the great wall of sam which was a great reference and he says and the things you don't remember and when he said trust me when i say that the things you don't know could kill you that's not a joke and that was great delivery by jen yeah you can tell he's he's scared and he's kind of freaked out and he's worried so much about sam that he doesn't want sam to go scratching at that wall because dean was there when death warned him about that and uh, yeah. he knows and, sam is the kind of person to go scratching at the wall and trying to make things right and and make it tough for that wall to, to hold go ahead
1: i thought he did really good you know at letting sam know you know hey i'm not just saying this to protect you you know, from, like, getting your feelings hurt or something. It could actually
0: Uh physically kill you, you know. Right. Right. I wonder, this is going back also to um, what Cass and Sam talked about, how much did Cass tell Sam about getting his soul back and, and, and what Dean did with death and what was behind the wall? Did he tell him what Sam's soul felt like? When right, we, I wonder, yeah. you checked for it? Is it's Misha going to be an interesting in conversation
1: week? the next time Dean talks to Cass. Is Misha scheduled to be in next week's
0: episode? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not very helpful, but I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> IMDB is not always the most
1: credible place. Um... I don't see him listed. I thought they might list him even, you know, he's listed mm-hmm. usually even when he's not in it since he's a, you know, regular cast member. Right. But he's not, he's not listed at all for next week. Hmm. So? But it's IMDb yeah. and IMDb is wrong a lot, so. Yeah.
0: And I wonder how the whole war in heaven is going to have anything to do with mother. If anything. Right, yeah. so I hope, I, I don't know, are they kind of do you think they're kind of putting the war in heaven a tiny bit on the back burner, I mean it's going on and Cass is having a tough time, obviously, but uh, if they're kind of keeping it a little bit as kind of something they're holding on to for a seventh season, if they get it you know, it's I, kinda like really,
1: they, I mean, Ke- Cassiel's barely been in this season at all and mm-hmm. they keep talking about this war in heaven and what a huge deal it is but we've never seen anything we've barely seen the angels this year which you know it's fine with me <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I like the angels a lot what you know but I prefer just regular supernatural episodes
2: but mm-hmm.
1: um I am curious what's going on and are, how are they going to integrate that into the storyline.
0: Mm-hmm. I, again, it's, it, it's like I, I wonder if they're keeping it a little bit. like It's like when they had the slightly shorter season because of the writer's strike, and they said they couldn't deal with everything, so they just focused on Dean's deal, and that was it for that season. hmm And then the following season, instead of trying to do two things in that season with a shorter season, they just decided to go with Dean's deal and then um, deal with the rest of it the following season with the angels and all that. So I I wonder if they're kind of thinking a little bit, well, you know, we've got soul of Sam and now we've got the big bad with the soul back and mother and... They can't just sort of drop a reference to it every now and then without explaining it or expanding on it. Somehow they can't just solve it, have cash show up one day, and go, "Boy, we sure are glad the the war in heaven is over. It was tough, <laughs> but everything's good now." You know, they they just can't do that. But I I think I would also understand if they're trying to take take a break because we've had a lot of angel heaven and hell stuff for the past couple of seasons or more and while i really enjoyed it i i don't want to do it to to death (laughs) frankly i think it ran its course and i really enjoyed it but i think the war in heaven could be something completely different but i don't mind taking a break from it right right but i don't know supernatural people do not discuss their storylines and plans with me before <laughs> they put them into practice. Unfortunately. Be <laughs> like for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, man.
1: They just won't
0: accept our calls. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They never call, they never write. <laughs> oh, come on, what's the deal? Kripke? <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> You know. You know. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what else about this episode? And we, we, I think we've given shout outs to everybody we need to. My goodness. Well directed, like, well written.
1: It felt like classic supernatural.
0: It was. You know, it
1: did, it was felt good, and you and like like we're used to and comfortable, and I really really enjoyed it.
2: Mm hmm. Me too.
0: That's something I wanted to check here. Yeah, it really. It really felt like coming home again. And, you know, what you were saying earlier about how um, we wouldn't have appreciated this Sam as much if we hadn't had soul of Sam for half the season. And yeah, you're right. You kind of get spoiled or complacent or comfortable with Sam and Dean always being exactly the same, even though their storylines have been different and Sam's been through stuff. I mean, that was such a totally different Sam. We could say, well, we want to go back to the first. Well, you're right. We really, really appreciate the Sam knowing what Sam without the soul is like.
1: I really hope someone at this coming weekend's convention, you know, usually i I love conventions. I love Supernatural fans, but it seems like they always ask the silly questions at conventions anymore. They don't ask real questions. And mm-hmm. I hope I hope somebody will ask Jared what it was like for you know, what was his what did he like about being solo Sam and what did he not like about it, you know, and what did and mm-hmm. was he was he relieved to get to play regular Sam again, you know? I hope somebody mm-hmm. you know. I guess I you know, I I hope somebody asks well, you can ask. <laughs> I, I don't want to stand in that line. <laughs> I, I know,
0: I know. But um, uh, are you are you getting autographs? You could always.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am getting
0: autographs.
1: I might. Yeah. Ask, I could ask.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, but I, it's a possibility if you don't already have stuff you wanted to do in that part of yeah. the part of the line because you can it a limited time, you know, so you got to plan it. So I, you know, I understand. But you're right. I I hope somebody asks him. I, I was actually uh, thinking this past week, I thought, you know, if I went to, to this convention, I would ask Jared, um, do you miss school of Sam? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because you know? I would think he would have had a lot of fun with it. I know Jensen has said that he, you know, he – didn't like it because it was. It just felt so different to him. You know, it wasn't what mm-hmm. he was used to, and mm-hmm. you know, the Sam and Dean relationship was so different, and he was uncomfortable. Would like to know what Jared thought. You know, how he, you know, did he did he like getting to play something different after five years? You know, and.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Oh wait. Tell me about it before that. You know, he Jared and Jensen are, you know, really smart and. They like to be i think they like to be challenged and do different things and lots of different roles and if they're gonna be on the same television show you know as as like the big umbrella, oh it's overall supernatural, but within that show and they they have both i think sort of put across their disdain for shows like c s i and whatever i think if they they just wouldn't be on a show like that i think. It could never be like CSI, where it's always basically the same, a procedural case, and you don't know too much about the characters. They aren't terribly different, unless something like an actor wanting to leave the show dictates it, dictates it, and then you get a big change, like maybe they'll kill them off or, or whatever. I think for Jensen and Jared, you've got to keep them really interested, and it's just them. You know, it's uh, it, they're in almost every single scene. You've really got to keep them interested. And sometimes you got to keep them guessing, you got to keep them on their toes, you got you got to, you can't change Sam and Dean so much that they are they are completely unrecognizable. Because even Soul of Sam was still recognizable as Sam,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of, a, of a version of Sam. Right. But I think you've got to keep them, things changing and moving and evolving, or you're... In, you're going to lose Jared and Jensen, you know. No matter no matter what, and then they're they're too professional to phone in their parts. But you know, if if they're if you still keep them guessing and they're still interested to know what happens and they're still enjoying playing the characters, which it sounds like they are, I, I think I think that's that's the way it has to be, and. I think it's probably, you know, I love, love, love Eric Kripke, and I know he hasn't completely left the supernatural offices, but I think that helps, too, that his his plan, his storyline um, was well-established and then taken care of, and then Sarah took over, and that's another thing that keeps the show interesting and um, keeps Jared and Jensen interested is to have somebody different still still aware and still very knowledgeable and um, still very supportive, but different than what they're used to. Mm-hmm. That also keeps them interested. So, And new writers. Adam Glass is different. Um, Fred Matthews is new this year. There's a couple other new writers, and I'm sorry, I don't know their names off the top of my head. And some new directors. Um do we have anything else? I'm um, pretty done. <laughs> <laughs> I try to think if there anything else, um any scene we talked about you know Sam and Bobby and
2: Cars, the
0: dragons and mother and I think we've been through everything. Kind of looking at my references here about Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Oh, okay. This is kind of fun. Um, the the woman on the airplane that's kidnapped at the very beginning, um, her last name, her name is Penny and her last name is Desert Teen. And there's a supernatural writer named Rebecca Nethercutt. I knew her name sounded familiar. So yeah,
1: she writes, a novel.
0: Um, she writes novels. She writes an upcoming novel. That's that's right. She does. Hmm. Um, and the dragons in this episode are based on the European dragon myths. Some interpretations of these myths read them as symbolizing the battle of patriarchal religions to ve- to defeat the old mother goddess religions represented by the dragon the female power reduced to helpless maidens needing to be rescued but it seems to me the knights or if they were male minions of the mother goddess they weren't trying to defeat her they were actually trying to raise her so the dragons were actually serving her so again Supernatural always uh, puts their own twist on these sort of things um, that's pretty pretty Ah, cool. uh, there's something else while I was saying that uh, oh well I'm trying to remember it for next week Okay. Well, All right. I hope everybody found us. I hope everybody found us at our new uh, new address. I hope everybody enjoyed the first uh, podcast uh, episode podcast for this year. And I know we're glad to have Supernatural back—not just the show, but it's feeling like our Supernatural of old, with Danny uh, got his soul back and some of the old being, and so we're. Got our big bad, and I think we're all set for the rest of the year. And that's it. Thanks everybody to listening, and I guess that's it for tonight. Y'all done back.
1: Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening.
0: Okay. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.